This episode is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will take away the hassle of distributing your podcast. They do it themselves. You can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, whatever. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, your podcast will be there for you to hear. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means you can have three listeners and still get paid to do your podcast. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Make your podcast today so the whole world can hear your weird voice. I have uh, plenty of experience in, uh, I guess not really losing friends, but really like, I guess, uh, I guess the better way to put it would be outgrowing friends. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, that's like more of what I'm used to. Not that I like (laughs) collect friends just to lose them, but (laughs) I feel like as I uh, get older, it's, I don't know. It happens more. Like, I've still got, like, friend, like, you know, obviously my friend Blake and my mm-hmm. friend Brady I've known since I was 15, and they're still my friends and stuff like that. But it's, um, I don't know. It's it's never really been, like, a, like a tough thing for me to lose friends. Like, I, you know, it's like, you've, I feel like a little bit of loss, but not like a, not a terrible amount. I also think just generally speaking that men don't have the same types of friendships that women do. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, not always. I mean, there are definitely some really close male friendships and, um, I don't want to, you know, discount those or dismiss them, but women, um, again, generally speaking, typically bond, um, just more yeah, and yeah. about more things and are more communicative. If you can hear our cat, she's also trying to have some input right now. She's being real cute. Kitty loses uh, a lot of friends, <laughs> but that's because she, she just, just has a hard time. She just friends. lives her own, yeah, lives her own life. Not you know? a very friendly cat, um, but she loves me. So, um, but yeah, I think that um, 
It is more typical that men outgrow their friends as their life like continues on as they grow older um, and get different interests or move away or whatever because men aren't calling their friends or texting them constantly. Um, like I have with my girlfriends a lot of the time um, is just like, I mean, we are talking daily yeah. Um, if not that weekly yeah. and we can have, you know, hour long conversations on the phone, sometimes three hours. It just depends on what the topic is. Yeah. And I've just never seen you have a three hour conversation with anyone on the phone, <laughs> <laughs> not even me, but that's because we live together. Um, so I just think that it's harder or it's, maybe it's just more impactful for women to ha- lose a friendship because it's not necessarily depending on the level of friendship. I mean, yeah, like I, mean, I have acquaintances or like yeah. I had social friends that I have grown like away from, but that's just, it wasn't intentional. It's just like, I don't go to urban bar anymore. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's, if I saw them, there's no harm there. It's just kind of like whatever. But then I've also have the, um, like handful of like actual severed ties with some friends. Um, yeah. And I mean, just given how um, you and I have talked about it, it does seem to, I don't want to say like affect you more. I mean, it, it, yeah, it does, but you're not like the type of person that's like going to dwell on something forever. Once I've gotten to a point of severing ties with someone, um, which takes a lot. I'm really someone who wants to work stuff out. I want to talk about it. Sure. Um, you're allowed to have frustrations and friendships. You're allowed to have issues, but there's a nuance in how you bring it up and how you talk to people. Um, or if you're going to do something that is like, like clear betrayal or betrayal of trust or just like deliberately hurtful, um, I don't have a lot of patience for it. If you have an attitude that's like, you know, all of a sudden yeah. the shift in friendship changes of like, I'm better. I can talk to you like you're be- below me. Um, right. which is like when I've severed ties with friends, that's usually what it's come to is like, I've been there for them for a long time. And then something happens it, whether it's betrayal of trust, it is condescending attitude. It's a shift in personality. It's not approaching something with kindness or understanding. Like I try to do on my end and then it just kind of shuts off for me. I mean, does it, does it ever give you, um, I guess, do you ever get anxiety about the possibility of losing a friend? Like if you feel like, uh, if you feel like, something is like drifting away or yeah, changing. Yeah. I mean, I think, you, you know, without naming names recently, we've, we dealt with right, that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, you, you tried to help in, in stepping in and, and reaching out to the person and saying like, please put my wife out of her misery here. She's miserable for the past. Like it was like a full week where I was like, you know, texting all my friends or calling them, having conversations with it about this and like, didn't know whether I should give it more space or if I should approach it head on or if I was just being a crazy person or like it was all in my head. I try to analyze it from every angle that I can give to the situation because I don't want to jump to the fact that like someone I love and trust is shutting me out or doing something shitty or not treating me in a way that I deserve to be treated because that's not my first go-to with people I love. I want to give them that understanding of like, well, maybe they just need a little more time. Maybe they just need some space, but it was, you know, it really weighs on me. I was, (laughs) I already had like acne problems, but I was getting like really bad breakouts. I was having trouble like thinking about anything else. I was in my head about it for so many days and I was just like, 
you know, I, you hear yourself afterwards, like, God, my friends, my other friends must be so sick of hearing from me about this. Like, oh my God, how long is she going to harp on it? But that's what my anxiety does. Is I harp on it because I'm like, right. how can I be, how can I handle this the best way possible so that like the outcome isn't what I fear it's going to be. And then it ended up, you know, being what I thought it, it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, anyway. it ended up doing um, that exact thing. But I, I don't know. It feels like, it feels like, um, our cat is being a ridiculous, like, <laughs> idiot right now. <laughs> She's this really is cute. not a video podcast, but she is truly being a complete She's show a ham. off. She's yeah. a ham. Anyway. Uh, I just, um, from the outside looking in, yeah, I, uh, I could definitely tell that you were a different, a different kind of person while you were dealing with all this, like, with the potential fallout, because, I don't know. I think that was a perfect example of how I deal with losing friends versus how you deal with losing friends right. because I was very much just like, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Well, there's also a nine-year age gap, and we right. have different types of friendships. Like I said, um, you our, our personalities are different in that like you form friendships – and grow out of them because you're more introverted, you're not as social, right. and you're kind of happy to just take a friendship that doesn't take a lot of work Yeah. Um, because you just don't have the time or patience for it. And yeah. for me, a lot of my friendships are still solid now because I put in the work at a younger sure, age yeah, and because yeah. all of us grew up together and like it's just kind of ad- adjusting to things that come with life like new partners and jobs and attention span and you know drama and whatever but we've all grown together and approached it where you know I feel like your types of friendships aren't as like if there if there's any pushback you're kind of just like Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really have the time for it. If there's, Where, yeah, if there's any sort of like strife, I mean, well, no, I don't want to put it like that because I've had strife with uh, good friends and we've still remained good friends. But if there's anything that that's like super serious, that's going to like be a frustrating issue with this. And this is just ridiculous what we're watching our cat do at the Sorry, same time we're trying to talk chair. about this it's she's amazing eat, she's, she's doing some, she's doing some weird kind of like she's got zoomies she's trying to eat her foot and yeah. she also fell out of a chair while doing it so if you can imagine a chubby fluffy cat trying to yeah. eat her own foot and then falling um that's what we're dealing with trying to say serious right now but well, back I mean, on topic yeah it doesn't have to be like <laughs> super serious but i um i yeah i'll i mean i'll cut somebody out if i just feel like it's just way too much like way too much hassle right to keep the friendship going right i i don't have that approach like i definitely put the hassle of the friendship is part of it to me just because i've had friendships with hassles and like when i love someone i just i'm really dedicated to dealing with the hassle but there's a fine line between like a misunderstanding or like you know, frustration with a friend or whatever. And then like the friend starts treating you like a different person or like someone that like a, a person who they haven't been friends with this last, like, you know, however many years, Yeah, which is yeah. what's happened in the past to me before where like suddenly a shift in their personality. And I'm like, t- 
talking to them like I've always talked to them, and they're talking to me like I'm some sort of new stranger they've made up in their brain, or they're only they're only focusing on the things that frustrate them about me rather than trying to look at it as a whole person. Like I'm mad at you or I did this because like I can and like you need to get over it. And it's like, why? I would never say that. Like I have never and would never say that to a person or like I'm frustrated with you and I get to be the one that's mad and you have to deal with it instead of us trying to figure it out. Side note for like the, the most ridiculous thing you can tell my wife is that <laughs> she needs to deal with your frustration on your terms because that's just not going to happen. <laughs> well, the thing is it takes two people to be in a relationship and everyone has a right to say like, I need space. I need to handle this. Yes, but, of course. But the space that you create is by saying like, I'm frustrated about you know, a few things and we can talk about them when I've had the ability to give myself some time to see like, and appreciate the kind of friend you are instead of focusing on what makes me mad. Right. And so, you know, sure. I'm, I might have, if that, if that were the case, I might personally respond with like, well, I'd really love to know what you're frustrated about, but I can't push that. And I appreciate your, your approach, but like, you know, leaving people in the dark for a long period of time, knowing that you're best friends with someone. And then all of a sudden you like kind of shift in personality. You don't tell them something for a long time. And then you're telling them like, I'm mad at you. And that's why I've been a dick. Well, that's all, yeah. That's also all in the, uh, kind of friends you, uh, Right. You know, and choose. you know, there's just a kind sometimes, of, sometimes like, sometimes you can't like, and sometimes you choose a friend and you think they're going to be one way and then they turn out a completely different way. Well, I think that, you know, people are inherently selfish. It's just normal. And yeah. so when we have selfish behaviors, you know, it's, it's easy to point a finger at someone else and be like, you're being this way, but it's like, okay, but what is this person meant for you in your life? Yeah. And what is your, is your frustration worth potentially hurting or risking that person? If that person hurt you intentionally, then like, sure, this is a huge problem with your friendship. But if you're just mad at a person because they're doing something that like you don't agree with or something that, you know, there's a, a kindness that you can approach with that instead of like, you're doing this and it's making me mad. And that means that I need space from you. And it's like, okay, well, what's the level of what they're doing? Are they stealing from you? Are they eating your food? Are they like, are they, you know, taking advantage of you in some way? And if they're not, then, you know, let's try to reevaluate why you're so frustrated. And if it's just because that like they're doing something that you wouldn't do a certain way, then maybe you should reevaluate like why your friendship has to live up to that level. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, I, this most recent person that we had a falling out with, it doesn't make much sense to just immediately like decide somehow that you are better than the two people that you've been living with for a year and a half. We're not naming names. I didn't name, (laughs) I didn't name any names. Well, aside from getting too personal, I also think, you know, in the past, let's talk about like other ways that friendships have ended and the anxiety surrounding that, you know, I have, um, personally and emotionally, you know, moved on from these things, but in the time I handled it, like it was, it's like a real breakup, you know, friendships to me are, are so like a real friendship, not just like a hazy out, like we go to the same restaurant or like know the same people, but like a real true friendship. When you sever that, it's like a real breakup. And would you say that it's uh, uh, 
on some level worse than an actual romantic breakup, or would you? I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think so. Would you I even mean, compare them? I, I could. Com- I would say it's in the same box, but I mean, you know, there's sex in a romantic relationship. There's also like different levels of trust there. But I mean, when I've had, you when know, I have sex with all my friends. <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think in the past for me too, like it depends on the type of. Like the girls I've had to friend break up with before. Sure. It depends on the level of like what they've done. And it's like, it's usually betrayal of like whether another man is involved or like you basically just start focusing on everything that you want and not what the me, the person who's tried to help you get where you're going. And like, I'm not trying to victimize myself. It's not that I don't play a part in, in, Like, I can be shitty, I can be bitchy, I can do all of those things too, but I think in general... We all have the capacity to be, like, petty petty humans. And it's important to note that, like, any time... If this happens multiple times in your life, then you need to realize that you're the common denominator. And I, I too, have had to sever friendships, so that means that, like, I need to evaluate, is it me? And that's really okay to do, and you can, like, my whole thing is, like, be willing to be wrong... And so if you reevaluate a situation and you ask other people, it's not about like talking shit, which sometimes when you're mad, yes, talking shit is where it's at. But I have friends that like I've established these relationships with and like built and, and that are so strong because I ask them, we call each other out on our shit. Right. So it's important to say like, look, this is happening to me again in my life. It's a different circumstance, but like I'm telling you about it because I'm frustrated, but also because I'm, I count on you to tell me if I'm in the wrong here. And like, if you don't have people you can go to and then handle that constructive criticism, then like those people aren't your friends. And that's a, that's an excellent point because you've got to, you've got to have like your friends have to have the capacity to accept criticism. Mm-hmm. Not like, not like the type of criticism where like, you know, you're calling them a piece of shit and they suck and like in all aspects of their life, <laughs> right. but they have to be able to, handle you disagreeing with them or like you saying, Hey, you did this and here's why it pissed me off. Right. They can't leave. Like you can't have like the most fragile friends. Right. And it has to depend on what the criticism entails. If the criticism, again, that goes back to like, if it's about something that you just wouldn't do a certain way and you're mad that they did it that way, then like, that's not, a fair ground to stand on. Like, no. I don't like that you did this this way because that's not how I think it's supposed to be done. Well, guess what? I'm a bitch about how dishwasher should be loaded. But if I was going to like hang over your shoulder or harbor any like anger towards you about how a dishwasher should be loaded, then like my life would be miserable. You know, like you don't do that to yeah. people. And so you have to understand that your friends handle things. All of my friends and I handle things differently. Like yeah. Anna even has mentioned to you like, yeah, she's crazy to live with it. And she like those pillows, you got to have them perfect. <laughs> And, like, those are the kinds of things where it's, like, obviously she knows that, like, that's not how she would do something. She knows. But, like, you know, we are all different people. And, like, if there's something – if I were, like, on top of her ass about fixing pillows instead of just (laughs) fixing them myself, you know, she would be like, look, I'm frustrated with you because you're fucking, like, hounding me about, you know, pillows and I don't care about them. And that's fair. But if I was like, Anna, um, I really have a hard time living with you because you don't fix the couch pillows right, then, like, that's not me (laughs) offering constructive criticism. That's just me saying, like, I don't like how you do something. And there's, like, a very big difference there. But if you're saying, hey – I need to work on the fact that 
this bothers me and it's just something personal with me and like it's not about you but maybe we just should live together because like I just need to be less <laughs> insane about how you do stuff yeah and you know there's a huge difference there but you have to be able to take that constructive criticism and and furthermore like check with your other friends on if you handled something properly that's you don't decide that you're right, you know? Like, that just puts you in a really dangerous territory. Yeah. If you just decide that you did something correctly and that, like, if person, anyone yeah. disagrees with you, then they're shitty. Then you they're need the to, wrong ones, yeah. You need to send... You know, you need to tell the full story too. If you're afraid to send screenshots because you don't want people to not take your side, then like that's a huge sign. So send screenshots of conversations. We all argue in text now. Let's not pretend like we don't. But like yeah, send screenshots. True. Send send people the dialogue that was exchanged so that you can be accountable too. So that they can say, yeah. well, I may not have said it like that, or well, you know, like I think maybe you were a little insensitive here, or I can see why they would have responded to you this way because you were like this. And I will say that in a lot of cases in my severed friendships, a lot of my other friends who are still defensive of me but know that I can handle it if they're going to tell me I did something wrong, usually say, yeah, well, you know, you weren't um, kind, but I think you, I think what you said, you know, was very real and deserved to be said. And that's the most of the feedback I get back because a lot of my friends also don't have as fierce of a like, type of response that I do when yeah. I'm upset. But yeah, I, uh, I think the interesting thing about this subject is it's probably the friendships that I have ended in my life. I feel like it's the one thing in my entire life that I have not had anxiety about. <laughs> like I usually... You know, I will, I've also given friends multiple chances, and mm -hmm. I also know that there are things I could have done differently as well. But anytime, like, I've realized that it's just, it's not gonna, after multiple times of trying, anytime I've ever realized that it's not gonna just work out, like, it's never, I've, that's like the one thing in my life that I have not been anxious about like yeah. when I've realized like it's probably just time to move on from this friendship right well I also think and again this might be I don't want to generalize too much because men versus women there's gray areas everywhere but I will say every almost I would say 90% of the men I've dated so aside from like maybe the first one these men were shocked that I would put so much effort into maintaining other past relationships, right. whether it were friendships or like maintaining relationships with exes because none of them, and they were all older, um, ranging from 30, they were all mid thirties when I dated them. Yeah. Um, including yourself is that like all the general consensus amongst men in that age bracket were in my experience to say, no, I just cut ties and move forward, which yeah. is like, was shocking to me. And of course, you know, there is a significant age gap there. And I was in my twenties too, where like, you're kind of holding on to the nostalgia of high school and you're starting college sure. and you're like, yeah, I don't want to just like cut out, like cut out that person. I have to see them everywhere anyway. But I think with, in my experience with the men I've been with, it's like, no, I don't talk to any of those people. Or like, I talk to some people that, you know, right. on a, less intense basis now. Right. Like we get along, but we're not, we don't make an effort. And so, and it's been harder for me too. I mean, 
you know, if any of our friends listen to this, they know exactly the friendships I'm talking about. But like, yeah, if we talk about, you know, Megan, and I'm fine with talking about that openly because Megan was in my wedding and we're friends again now and everything's right. fine. But like, when when I friend broke up with her over something that doesn't matter anymore now, but very much mattered at the time, I didn't speak to her. Well, that's not true. We like exchanged sometimes stuff on Facebook or text, sure. yeah. but like we were not, we were best friends and we were not friends for three years. And that was hard on me only because even though I felt like fine with moving on from that friendship, there were nostalgia parts of me that were like, especially with social media, I'm not the person who goes and deletes people. I'm just not, I don't care. But like, Oh man, I, <laughs> I cut it. I cut, I cut all the ties. Well, I just don't care. I like, I don't, just because I cut you out of my life doesn't mean I don't care about your life anymore. Like I, I want you <laughs> to be happy, but that's, I care okay. about your existence. All right. yeah. And that's just like, that's why it's, it's a necessary movement forward in order for yourself and like yeah. to stand up for yourself and say like, I need out of this, but, and it's different if that person's abusive to you in some way, like you should cut that person out of your life, like, and really unfollow well, them and stuff. But like, yeah. and so in the case with Megan, it was like, well, I was, I was angry with her and I was like, angry enough to end our friendship, but I wasn't so angry that I was like, fuck off forever. I never <laughs> want to see you again. It was like, you know, I wish you well. And like, Hope you get, I hope you find a happiness that like, yes, Josie and the Pussycats, all my playlists are seeping in. Um, but it's like, I hope that you grow into a person that doesn't do this to your friends anymore. And she did. And she, she took accountability for it, which is a huge part of growth. And sometimes that separation is necessary for that. And I think we all know that no matter what type of, like if it's a romantic relationship or not, if, if your severed tie is like, look, I hope you grow from this and I hope that you can learn that this is not how you treat people. And that person comes back and says like, you were right. This isn't how I should have handled that situation. Then like, I'm not opposed to making amends, but sometimes the consequence of that amends is that you just don't get access to that close relationship anymore. In Megan's case, it worked out for her. I mean, we're still, we picked up kind of where we left off. We don't live together. We, our lives have grown apart a little bit, but like we can still talk to each other pretty directly yeah, about all, whatever yeah, you all are able to that's just, the beauty of yeah. making a friendship when you're 14. I mean, that's just what happens, right. but you know, in the case with Brooke, um, you know, I, there was a, a huge deal there. We went from not naming any names to well, the other naming ones names. we've addressed and it's fine. I just don't want to make this about like a huge, like a drama that's currently happening, but like, no, it's not currently happening. It's done. Well, yeah, but I just met the most recent, but with Brooke, it was, um, you know, another example of betrayal, but she has apologized multiple times in the last like five years. No, three years. What year is it? Four years since it happened. What year is it? <laughs> Four years since it happened. And it you know, is 2020, my darling. And it is a terrible time <laughs> yeah. for everyone. But the result of that situation was, you know, she and I were only close for a year at that point. Um, and we had not established, I, you know, we were super close, but then something happened and it was, um, a huge betrayal on my part. And she knew that. And, um, she was also pretty shocked that I was like, Oh, we're not friends anymore. Um, and she was like, Oh really? That's how you're going to handle it. And I was like, yep. I think you phrased that right. It was a huge betrayal on her part. Right. I guess I, I meant like yeah. I viewed it. <laughs> I was like, there was no, no, I meant like I viewed it oh, okay. as a huge betrayal there was on no my betrayal part. On right. Your part yeah. acting out. There but, was, you know, yeah. she's, 
Um, I, I tried a couple times to come back at different times, different years. And I, you know, have no ill, like ill wishes towards her. I think she is going to be like, she's growing into a great like version of herself that I always knew that she could be. But like the consequence of what happened then was that like, there's no trust there. Yeah. And, the, and like, there's no effort I can make or like nostalgia I can look back on. Cause it wasn't a long enough, like, like with Megan we had from 14 on, yeah. With this one, I only had a year of friendship, and so it was like, well, I don't really... If you look at it in romantic style, like, think about that. Like, yeah, say yeah, you, no, like, no. dated someone for eight years versus a year, and then both betray you. It's like, which one are you willing to consider making... Neither one. <laughs> well, when you let the romances run your life, it's going to be bad. Well... <laughs> Anyway, so, like, you know, she and I are still friends on social media. We'll text occasionally. Like, again, I have nothing against her, but it was just, like, she has made it clear that she would like to be my close friend again, and I've just had to say, like, unfortunately, like, we've grown apart so much even still now that, like, though we have those good memories to look back on, that's not accessible anymore to create because of what happened, and that's the consequence. Have you ever had two friend break up with a man? Yeah. Um, Would you feel like, did you feel like it was easier? Yes. Really? Um, only because <laughs> I haven't had to... I mean, you know, everything you said at the beginning of this podcast is, is probably true, and it's not like a... I'm not trying to make it like a gender thing, but... Yeah. Yeah, there's like a different, I don't know, like a different kind of I've never friendship. had a friend break up with my best guy friends, like um, Harrison or Brandon. I've never had to break up with them. I mean, of course, they are, again, my male friendships have been very different in that, like, yeah. they don't, I still don't talk to them, like, right. hours on the phone. I could talk to Harrison probably for an hour on the phone, but... In general, you know, they all also have, like, girlfriends in their own lives, so it's like we just shoot each other texts every now and then, sure. like, catch up and can talk to each other like we did when we were fucking 14. Like, yeah, that's just course. the kind of, like, dude friendships I had. Now, it's easier to call men on their bullshit um, <laughs> and have them and at have least them, straight and have men. Them not straight like... men. Yeah. And have them not, not be as um, defensive in it. Um, in my experience, again, that's a generalization again, but to say like, you know, I, if I looked at Harrison yeah, all have, and was all like, all we have is our experience, like in, right. in shit like this, you know, it like, it may sound like a generalization, but the only thing we have to go on is what we've experienced. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I could look at Harrison and be like, Hey, you were, that was a shitty thing to do. And he would be like, what, why? And I would be like, because it hurt my feelings. And he'd be like, all right, well, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, I guess. You know, like he would just, it's like they roll it off a little easier. Right, it doesn't typically right. become a huge blow up. But the the male friend I broke up with was over, <laughs> he was going through like a deep depression, which I like showed up to his house and brought alcohol and like cigarettes and listened to him basically cry for three hours, which, you know, that's fine. That's a part of being a friend in my, in my opinion. Like sure, I, yeah. it was one of mine and Zach's only day offs together at the time. And I made Zach, yeah. like we had already been out and we were sharing a car. So I made Zach drive me over there and I was like, I'm sorry, but like my I was friend a, needs me. I was me. a huge fan of that. <laughs> 
Well, it's just like my friend needs me right now. He's going through a rough time. I want to be there for him. And it took three hours, and then he ended up having to drive me back, which I probably shouldn't have because of the alcohol. But he had a, a tiny sports car that I was very confused by, and it was a stick shift, so like I could not drive that. Um, and then, you know, like a couple of weeks later, he I invited him to my birthday. I sent out mass texts. It was just a, a public house, a bar, um, and people could show up whenever. It wasn't even a dinner. It wasn't yeah. anything. And he never responded to any of it and then never told me happy birthday. And yeah. I am not shy about how important I think birthdays no. are. And so that's like, like a very good way to piss me off because it's like, you know, there's a version of like, okay, I have friends that like Harrison where I will be like, my birthday is on Friday. Don't forget to tell me happy birthday, you prick. And he's like, thanks don't for the reminder. Don't acknowledge my wife's birthday and you are fucked. But like, I will help them. I'll help you along. You know, I'm not just sitting in here in silence, like waiting for you to fuck up because everyone has their own lives and that's fine. But I will always make a point to tell you happy birthday or to treat you special on your birthday because I care that you were born. And and some of you, some people might not take that very seriously or care, but like motherfuckers, but I do. And the point of having friends is to take the shit they care about and you yeah. then have to care about it. Not at the same level, but you have to at least attempt to show some sort of like input about whatever they care about. I don't care about anything my brother talks about with video games, but guess what? I listen to him talk about it because I love him and I care about him. Well, I don't care about yeah. anime. I don't care about half the shit that a lot of my friends like, but you I want to listen to you, you talk about, about it. You don't care about soccer? You... <laughs> but I want to listen to you talk about it because of yeah. how excited you get when you do it. And so I care about birthdays because it makes me feel special and mm -hmm. I, well, I deserve a day to feel special and yeah. I don't... I'm not shy about that so that person didn't do anything and then you know it was like i had to send him a, a very admittedly passive aggressive text where i just said thanks for wishing me happy birthday yeah and then he was like oh is that this week sorry i've been so depressed i haven't even noticed the days which don't get me wrong i'm married to someone with diagnosed panic disorder who's on antidepressants i have we are all on we're all depressed okay we either you're medicated for it or not but you don't yeah this you is, still have to yeah. be held accountable for your actions yeah you very much have to still own up to the fact that you were a shit friend and i think that's the most important part of this is like accountability and that comes yeah. from both sides it's not ever just black and white in that like that person was wrong and i was right i mean in some cases for sure if, if i told you the full stories of my betrayal i think judged on everyone i have told them to or like yeah that was a shitty thing to do because we're all capable of that oh yeah we but can that, all be but that yeah. also doesn't dismiss anytime i've been a shitty friend to those people either you know like they they weren't friendship ending shittiness behaviors but i have been a shitty person to people <laughs> and so and i can but the only way you grow from that is holding yourself accountable whether that was in approach or i mean i on Megan's high school graduation, I straight up was like, I don't want to come to your dinner and I'm basically not your friend anymore. Like I was 17 and I was a dick move. And so, and I can hold, I, and she, we talk about it and like kind of right. laugh about it now, but my brother will still maintain that was the most uncomfortable he's ever been around me because it was a rough thing yeah. to do to someone and not yeah. cool, but I was 17 and I just wasn't handling it properly. So you got to hold yourself accountable in order to grow from these things. But just know that it's if you- It's strange that when like people are younger like we have less of a hard time being a fucking savage about things <laughs> and then when we like grow up and mature we think to ourselves this is probably like a 
That's probably a dick thing to, to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, when we're young, we can be fucking savages and just not care. I guess that's why little kids are, like, the world's worst savages because they just say shit and kids just don't care about your feelings. go on with their lives. No, but they can't take it, you know, no. little bitches. No, no. <laughs> so I think, I guess, just try to hold yourself accountable if you're going to be, um, or, like, if you're going to have tension within a friendship, but also... Make sure that you're like that person doesn't get to you're not so accountable or afraid of losing that friendship that you're this allowing is, someone this to this is Lindsay's advice section of the yeah, allowing podcast. someone to well, if we're talking about the anxiety, is like it yeah. causes if someone truly cares about you, you're causing them anxiety by not approaching the issue, yeah, and then be careful about how you approach it because. Everyone needs to be approached with kindness and care. If you're upset with them about something, they're never going to hear you unless you approach it with a, with something that's not condescending. It's not like, I think you should be handling this different or like the way you're handling this is just making me upset. And like, I need to not be around you because no one think about if someone said that to you, like no one responds to that. Well, no, no one's, no one's going to take that shit. Well, you have to say something along the lines of, when it's happening too, don't wait a month or a couple of weeks to stew about it and then start to focus on only the bad things about a person. You know, like that's what, that's what stewing does when you're just like, I won't bring it up because I'm mad, but maybe I'll just like distance myself and it'll be fine. But that, what that does is create a distance that the other person clearly notices. And then you're just going to bring something up that will then piss them off. So you have to say, look, if you, if, if they do something that upsets you, you have to say right then, like, I don't think you're handling this properly. Yeah. And that's, if they're like, okay, well, what do you want from me? Then just be like, I'm sorry. I know you're probably going to get defensive about this, but like, I don't think you're doing this right. And it's like, you know, making me a little mad at you and I'm not going to like, you know, ruin our lives over it. But just so you know, I don't think you did that right. And I can, then the person can say like, okay, well, um, thank you for telling me. And maybe we disagree, agree to disagree, but like, thank you for bringing it to my attention. But if you wait a long time and then let yeah. everything build up and then only focus on the negative things, like because and another gonna, thing they did, but it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna fester on both sides. Right. It's not just gonna fester for you. The other person's gonna start like it's gonna start making it worse in their head. Right. And they're they're because that's start, how anxiety works. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> snowball. It's like an avalanche. It's like okay, and another thing they did that makes me mad, and then another thing, and you start to black out all the good things you like about someone because you're thriving off of that anger, and then who does that help? And it's like yeah, it might be hard harder to rip off the bandaid in the moment. And you're like, I don't want to have this uncomfortable confrontation, but it's very necessary to save your friendships, which is why, even if it's just like, I don't mean, you know, if you're about to blow up and you know, that's not the right choice, then like, sure. Give yourself a day or something, but don't wait weeks, you know, like give yourself a couple days to say, look, I've been thinking about it. And like, I just, I'm really upset that this was handled this way, but you don't wait several weeks at a time, especially when it's, you're so close with someone that like, that's going to be noticeable. But also don't wait 30 seconds after you're really mad like I do, and then just get ready to like, <laughs> yeah, do exactly. whatever comes to your brain There's first. A, and it's a reasonable window. And all of us are reasonable people when we're not feeling an extreme emotion in one direction or the other. So I just think like the reason the friendships I have now are able to be savored is because none of us care enough. We I, we don't want to hurt each other's feelings. Sure. Of course we don't. Nobody, yeah, nobody like no one's deliberately trying tries to hurt, to someone, hurt somebody's but feelings. we yeah. also don't care to say what we think. Yeah. And if that just means we need a better, like we've had to stumble a couple of times to just be like, hey, um, I don't like that, you know, and like that's as simple as you can get it out. Or yeah. if you can say, hey, I understand like 
why you might have handled this this way, but I want you to know I have an issue with it. You know, that way that person has your understanding up front mm-hmm. and then can maybe hear why you have an issue with it instead of accusing them of doing something that you haven't talked to them about first. Yeah, yeah, no, that's... Because no one's going to respond well to that. No. Just, we are all human. And like the anxiety that creates our around our relationships is like, this is where our trust is, this is where our comfort lies. And if you shatter that, then like there's going to be, it's going to be a hard time coming back from like, Building that comfortability again. Yeah. If you're at and a point with a friend, a, and sometimes you won't be able to build that comfort. Right. If you're at a friend where you can, like, at a point with a friend where you can, like, do nothing on a couch and giggle about stupid shit, or have like fall asleep in each other's beds, or like go out together, or they're your first phone call when you want to do something, and then something happens, and then it creates a wedge. It's going to be really hard to go back to that, and it it takes a lot of building. And if you're not willing to make that work, if you're not willing to put in that input, then you have to be better about the nuance of, of how you approach the hard parts of your yeah. friendship. Yeah, no, I agree. And you know, I'm glad you wanted to talk to me about this. Yeah. I'm glad you wanted to ask me about it because on a, on a side note, it would be hilarious if like, this is totally random, but when you back to when you said we're all human, it'd be funny if like one day you were talking to somebody and they just went, they just went, looked at you and went, well, I mean, I'm not. Well, then I would be more. And then they would be like, I'm an alien. Well, I'm glad that that's where your brain went. Yeah, it was just a funny moment for me. Okay, great. Well, I'm sure if I ever meet someone who is an alien, I'll have to give them more understanding for how they handle, how they talk to humans. Maybe they could handle stuff so much. Maybe they're like, their emotional IQ is like in the 300s. Okay. Well, that's a because topic for a different let's day. Let's say like most humans' emotional IQ is... Barely cracking a hundred. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I just think PSA, losing friends is hard and it sucks, but it's a necessary part of life to like grow and be a person, like a better person, a better version of yourself. And you're always a better version of yourself when you have people that you can trust and that love you and care about you, whether or not like they are the messiest human being to your cleanest person or they spend a ton of money to your savvy saver or they love fucking like believing medical medium bullshit Teflon causes cancer. (laughs) I'm just joking. Kind of, um, (laughs) to your like, you know, I will eat plastic and live. (laughs) So it doesn't matter what version they come in as long as they care about you and love you and they're not taking advantage of you or hurting you then, or trying to, then I agree. Focus on that. That's a good that's a good thesis statement for this episode. I think so. I appreciate it. Thanks yes. for talking to me, darling. Of course, of course. Oh, Kitty's asleep now. Everyone uh, can rest easy all knowing. Right. Well, sorry, Kitty, we're done now. All right.